You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio, head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat and today I'm chatting with Nikki Talbot, an award-winning entrepreneur of Pudding and Pie. So let's have a chat and get to find out a little bit more about you, Nikki. Tell us what you do. Well, thank you first for having me, Sandra. I've listened to the, the, your podcast a couple of times and I've always learned something. So big shoes to fill. As you said, my name is Nikki Talbot. And my business is Pudding and Pie Limited. And I set up in 2012 and I help schools and nurseries to teach children to be their healthiest and happier selves through food. So I'm all about the food. And actually, I was thinking, I was doing a little bit of reflection as we do in January and thinking, gosh, whilst it's been coming up to 12 years in business, I had a corporate career at RBS and that was training and developing others. So it's 20 years, over 20 years that I've been, you know, training and developing others. So, yeah, I'm getting a little bit old in the tooth now for it all. <laughs> but I think, you know, you said you worked at RBS and those previous skills, you may have been training in a completely different field, but those skills are so transferable. Well, you know, I, I, people look back and say, well, I worked in corporate for 20 years and then I had to start something new. But actually those years, those decades of experience you bring with you and you can apply them in different ways. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. People will say, oh my gosh, so that is so different to what you do. You know, were you a chef, were you a cook? Um, and I'm always very honest about that. Nope, I wasn't. I didn't have any professional training in that. But actually, if you can train adults, you imagine the scenario, oh, I've been sent to this training course. No, oh, what's she going to teach me? And actually, if you can turn adults around in that way children are so much more receptive they are so encouraging they are so motivated they are literally on the spot excited because you are coming into the room so they do your ego an awful lot of good actually yeah and I think children that they did they're there to soak up learning aren't they whereas adults think they know it all resistant to change we've always done it this way so yeah I imagine a room full of children can have its challenges but can be more enjoyable and probably rewarding as well Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's some of the memories and some of the, I would say probably in each week, I'll have two or three different examples of how brilliant children are. You know, they are just so open. They think it, they say it. And obviously, as adults, we learn, there's not always a time and a, you know, a turn and a place for certain things. But there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. 
Yeah. So come on, you didn't just wake up one morning and think, right, I'm going to start a business teaching children about food and healthy choices. What was the, the background to the idea? Funnily enough, I look back and I loved food tech as a kid and I loved business studies. And I actually went on to do business studies at A-level and then a degree in business. And actually, you know, when you think it's not that strange that it all kind of comes full circle, but actually the real nugget of change, I suppose, occurred when I had children, like many women that were lucky enough to have children. We had our first pregnancy was very premature. So we had our twin boys at 25 weeks and we were in special care with them for three months and just to give you an idea that when Charlie came home, we, you know, very sadly lost his twin brother. When Charlie came home at three months of age, he weighed less than four pounds. And, you know, even now I I look, think about from the tip of my thumb to my second joint, that was his face. So if you're listening to this now, if you have a little look at your thumb and go, wow, that was his little face. A sky remote, bigger than a normal remote, was the length of his body. So when he came home at three months of age, he weighed less than four pounds. And again, like any mum, all I wanted to do was nurture him. And I learned a lot, self-taught about weaning and the power of nutrition. We then went on to have another boy at 30 weeks this time. So a little bit later. Um, and I cannot believe the difference in them now. They are respectively 16 and very almost 18. They both tower above me. I'm five foot eight, so I'm not exactly a small lady, but they, you know, I can see the power of, of food and all the classes that that, that we teach. I say we, because I've got a little team now. They're all cross-curricular. So we're bringing in maths, we're bringing in science. They are very much linked in with EYFS, which is early years and the national curriculum. And the children are learning it's part of the, the school loves it because it's helping them with their curriculum. The, the nurseries do too. And they don't even realize it. So, you know, very much with the PSHE, personal, social, health and emotional side. I don't know whether you're into cooking, Sandra, but that whole mindfulness as you're kneading the dough or stirring things up. There's so much focus on, you know, the mind and mental health with children and with adults. And it just ticks the boxes for so many different elements. Yeah, I did domestic science at school, largely because you didn't have to do an exam for the most part of it. It was a practical subject, but it was. And, and now, you know, if I want to de-stress, I'll go in the kitchen and I cook from fresh. I don't eat processed food wherever possible. And just that chopping, the sort of blending, the sort of adding different ingredients to, to make different things and to change the taste and change the state. I absolutely, I find that very relaxing. You're right about that being mindful. And I think somewhere along the curriculum over the years, we lost those practical skills. And it's great that you're going into schools in early years and doing that because children will only know convenience foods and McDonald's. They won't understand you know what's good for them and you know changing having your babies as you did and having to think about how am I going to make these tiny babies strong for the future yeah. and looking at that and I imagine that you probably read avidly around the topics and did your research you know how am I going to get these tiny little beings into what you sounds like two strapping lads now absolutely uh, I've got two of those as well tower above mm -hmm. me but the thing 
you know, we do as parents, we want to give our children the best, but we don't always have the time to do that. And I think if we can educate our children themselves, they'll be asking the parents, well, I want to do this, I want to make this. And it, it becomes a fun part of their growing up, doesn't it? That is exactly it. And when I've got my rose tinted glasses on, which is most of the time, I my vision is that children go home because they make something with me. They go with their recipe, they go with their cooking and they then recreate at home. And I've had been very fortunate to have some amazing experiences with community and with schools where they're involved in their community. So we go and get some funding and we are in some of the you know inner city deprived areas that have got lots of issues going on, not least of all healthy eating. But even there's a lot, sometimes there's something like a, a large percentage of school avoiders. And would you believe it? They love, love, love our lessons. They get the, the parents in with us, involved as well. The parents are learning. The teachers are learning. We're all, you know, doing it together. And it's so massively rewarding. I mentioned this in my book when I, I could pinch myself because I feel so, so lucky to be able to do what I do. I think that's the key, isn't it? If you love it, it's not work. And, you know, it's, it's that sweet spot. It's that passion. It's been able to, obviously, because this is a business, you get paid for doing what you're doing. You wouldn't be doing it just for, you know, for nothing. But it's to be able to get paid for something that rewards you and rewards others. And I think that's the key. And it's something you, I can tell you're passionate about it because as we're sitting here, you're animated, you're smiling, you're, you can tell that, you know, it really comes from within. So just explaining that for those that are listening that can't visually see what's going on. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is, it, you can tell you are so animated. briefly interrupting this podcast to tell you about the Woman Who Achieves Awards 2024. Entries are now open until Sunday the 3rd of March. This is your opportunity to share your journey, your achievements and your goals and aspirations for the future. Plus, entering awards is great for visibility. Just pop over to the Woman Who website, womanwho.co.uk forward slash awards for all the information. Now back to the podcast. could be fooled into believing that you know you've started this business and everything's been plain sailing business is tough isn't it of course it is it's the nature of the beast isn't it I think resilience for me is the absolute key to expect things to go wrong not in a pessimistic way but things that go wrong I'm a really big fan of mindfulness and you know my book I've got it here this is a little book that I do every day and it asks me questions on what am I looking forward to what have I got out of the day and one of them is to put down a quote so I search and find a quote and the one I'm loving at the moment is I never lose I either win or I learn and I'm like yes I love that that's really good that's a great it's like an affirmation every day isn't it it is it is I, I win or I learn because and that's a big thing you know people often talk about failure and things going wrong in business and you don't quite achieve what you want to achieve and you can beat yourself up about that and I think 
I take every setback, every failure, every as a learning curve, as a learning exercise, because if you can take on board the learning, you know not to go that route again. But also, you, it means you're not beating yourself. You say, right, what did I learn from that? Actually, it's a good reflective piece, you know, to move you forward. Because if you sit, as I call it, in victim status, it's been done to me. It's been done to me. But actually, we are in control of so much. Yes, there will be external factors. You know, if I think about the, the first business I set up six months before the banking crisis in 2008, you know, if I'd known what I'd known, I would not have set that business up. But then I wouldn't have learned all those things and survived for eight years in that business. It's phenomenal, isn't it? It's when, you, And I do think that, yes, we are always um, charging forward, aren't we? As entrepreneurs, that's just part and parcel of it but I think reflection is important to see how far you've come and actually while we talk a lot about pudding and pie or I talk a lot about pudding and pie it's a it's a small part of what I am because I personally I'm sure you do too for what you the job that you do Sandra your business I absolutely love women I think we are amazing and it's another plate that I spin where I love the networking that you provide. I go and network as much as I can. And it's not necessarily for me to gain something because I'm in quite a niche. You know, it's not like I'm trying to sell a service or, or a product, but I love the support that I can offer as well as receive. Yeah. And I am a real woman's woman. And I love that, that we can talk about, I could possibly talk to yourself about business and learn from you sharing our sort of experiences forever because I think there's so much to it isn't there well there is and I think you know what I've tried to create with woman who is is a network of women that want each other to do well that want to live each other up I mean you've experienced the awards you've been in the room you've seen what happens nobody sort of sits there and stumps their feet and and says oh well she won I didn't it's the euphoria and the celebration of watching another woman succeed and be rewarded for that but also in their own minds they're thinking oh, wow and they're, they're congratulating they're supporting they're there is no negativity around that and they yeah. each of them I think you know and I'm, I'm in other networks as well where this happens you see that women genuinely want to help other women succeed they do. And I think it's really special to be around uh, women like that. And I think at the very least, you might think, actually, I want to do that. That is the, the you know, if anything, it's for me, I love to see people that I really admire doing well. I really do. But I also like to be around people that can encourage me as well. Do you know, it's, it's a reciprocal thing. It's both ways, isn't it? You can easily be talking to somebody that's right at the beginning of their journey uh, and they still can you teach you something. Yeah. That's what I love. You're so right about the networking as well. It's good for the soul. But I was I went to a networking event not so long back and I was talking to a chap. It was a mixed event. And uh, he came up to me and he said, has it been good for you today? I said, yeah, I've had a great time. Lovely lunch chatted to a few people he said yeah but how many leads have you got and I said it's not about that for me it's about connecting starting you know nurturing relationships I've already got seeing people I haven't seen for a while catching yes. up all those different things and he just looked at me as if I was absolutely you know demented in that you know how many leads have I got it was sale and I thought no that's right. not what it's all about 
Uh, and you know, the, it's not a sexist thing. You'll get women that can be like that equally. I don't know whether there is, it's more of a male trait. I don't know. For me, I've always said that I will find the connection first on the emotional level. And then if I really get to know somebody and, and we've, we've got a connection there, we will then find a way to work together. So for me, the connection comes first. Again, it's so interesting where somebody will contact me. I had um, a charity contact me last last week and amazing charity. I didn't even know it existed. Honeypot um, charity, it's called. And they support young carers from as young as five. And they want me to do some cooking with them, not to teach them a skill, but to have some fun, which is brilliant. And, I, I, you know, I said, how did you hear about me? Because I didn't know anything about them. And they told me about somebody that's, knew somebody else knew somebody else through networking and I was like wow that is amazing and that's the power of connection that's the power of networking I always say to people if you do nothing else when you get a new client on board ask them how they've heard about you because you'll get to know where your audience is and how people are finding you and and that's really it's those connections we're only so many steps away from the people we need to be speaking to or that need to be in our sort of area in our sphere so uh, yeah. yeah lovely to hear that story now as we said business isn't plain sailing we do get setbacks and we do have challenges and you've talked about how you write in your book and you're mindful how do you lift yourself back up so if you get a setback or you have a challenge what motivates you to think right okay I've got to move forward what drives you it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it's the truth. It's the truth, as most um, cliches are. I like to feel that there's always something positive to be found. And you might not see that straight away. So I think it is important that we allow ourselves that time to feel that disappointment or frustration. Um, but taking a step away, there is always something to be taken. And I'll give an example, if I may. It's of a personal nature, but it, I think it kind of uh, makes sense so my eldest Charlie has epilepsy and we were getting him ready to do his Duke of Edinburgh and there was so much work that was involved with keeping him safe so from teaching his teammates about what to do if anything happens walkie-talkies in the bag first aid with all the teachers etc etc obviously I was quite nervous but like most mums don't want anything to hold him back and I even put his big rucksack on my shoulders to come down the stairs. He has a seizure within the first hour of waking, if, if he's going to have one. And we'd worked nine months for this day. He's sitting across me uh, on the island, munching on his carb breakfast of porridge. And he begins to have it. We'd got 15 minutes to go. About to have a fit. He was having a fit. Had to rush round. Kicked the stall out of the way. Kind of rubbed tackled into the floor. And he's choking. So I had to, to help sort him all out. And it's the first time in almost 10 years that he's had a seizure where I cried as it was happening, cried out of frustration. It's just not fair. Do you know what I mean? It's really not fair on him. You know, I just want him to have a normal life. And actually, later on that day, I did see the, the positive. He didn't have a seizure on the coach where it would be a big drama on the motorway. He didn't have it in the middle of nowhere where it would be, again, it would be very worrying and they'd have to involve emergency services. So that would be his embarrassment, the cause of concern for, for all the teachers and the pupils. If he was going to have a seizure, that's the best place for him to have it, at home, in the security and privacy of being at home 
So it's those kind of situations that can happen in business where you can't see the good at first. You know, like the pandemic, I'm sure you've got your own stories to tell. Sandra, I know that you had your broken bones story when everything changed for you and probably lots of other examples. And I honestly say this to people, when the worst thing happens, just wait. Just wait and it will come round. It's back to that reflection piece again, isn't it? It's about the learning. You've, I know that you've written your story now, haven't you? your own story and this is your personal journey or is it personal and business personal and business it's while I say it's my third book which sounds really impressive the first was a recipe book so not a proper book the second one was a collaboration one which is I know you're familiar with but that was with other education practitioners talking about the cognitive benefits of what we do for children Um, but this is my first proper book where I've painstakingly actually got carpal tunnel from doing it, from typing so much. But yeah, it's my personal story that I want to help women, whatever is going on in their world, to not feel as lonely. I want them to feel, I actually write in the book, like they've got a big blanket that's gone over their shoulders. They are not alone. So it's sharing my story. I'm quite vulnerable by doing that, but also giving my sort of tips and tricks on how I've overcome yeah, because is- I'm not a victim I'm not a victim I'm absolutely so so lucky and you know to have that message through there and that and that idea that you want to help others know that when everything happens you know that they aren't alone that, that there is somebody that's either gone through that or there's some learning from that or how to reframe things in a slightly different way that you are not alone you're not the only person this is happening to and there is help out there for you that's right that's right because I do going back to what we were talking about with women loving women we are so strong we do so much of the juggling and so much goes on behind closed doors that people don't know about and I think we're pretty amazing and if I can help even one person, then it's worth doing the book, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So let's just bring it back round to pudding and pie and the business. What's on the horizon? What have you got exciting that's coming up? So I'm spreading my um, pudding and pie wings. I'm based in North Birmingham in Sutton Coalfield, and we are full to the brim. And I am spreading the love of food, South Birmingham. So the this following year, is all about South Birmingham, Shirley, Solihull, Hall Green, maybe over Quinton Harborn as well, because there is so much need there. So what I'm really looking for is like-minded people to join my team. And I'm not advertising in the traditional way because I don't want to say I want a teacher or I want a nursery nurse worker. It's the personal skills. So I'm looking for personal recommendations, really. So people listening to this, if they know somebody that might be the right fit for you or they just want to reach out, what's the best way of people find out more about Pudding and Pie and the opportunities that you've got? Pretty much on most socials. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, either searching for Nikki Talbot or Pudding and Pie Limited. They will find me. My number's on my website, puddingandpie.org.uk. So very open to talking to people that are really passionate about helping children, people that are fun um, and confident communicators. So that's me. 
Hey, we'll make sure we put those links into the show notes as well so that people can find you. It's been absolutely amazing chatting to you. And I always ask my guests to leave our audience with a top tip or piece of advice, either business or otherwise. Uh, what would yours be? Mine would be listen to your guts. You know that phrase, I've got a gut feeling. My gut's telling me something. It's not there for, for any odd reason. It's, it's, it's there for a very good reason, in my opinion. If your gut is telling you to do something or not to do something, listen to it. Even if everything on paper says, this is a fantastic opportunity or this person is amazing, but your gut is saying, I'm not sure, then just listen to your gut. It's a great piece of advice and one I live by as well. I think you're really? so, so powerful. And too often, you know, we ignore the signs and the signals and that's when things do can go spiral in the wrong direction. So I've learned to be a bit more intuitive and to listen to those little things. You know, if it didn't feel right in the gut, then maybe it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. I think that's going back to trusting yourself as well, Sandra, isn't it? So you might hear... You know, there's a lot of noise on social media, isn't there? And there's lots of people that hey, yeah, do this or do this funnel or do this networking. And most of it is well-meaning. But I think it's about trusting yourself as well. Well, it's been amazing chatting to you. Uh, but today I've been chatting to Nikki Talbot of Pudding and Pie. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. <laughs>